The reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See the flowers of the field, sorry, see how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not, what, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And then also Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is, is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be with you all once again today. It's easy to get caught up with worrying Today we have particular worries, don't we, about the climate change, about cost of living crisis. If you do a web search on what are the sort of biggest worries, numbered amongst them are money and the future, job security and relationships. The human propensity to worry isn't new. We see back throughout history... Um, different worries that people faced at different times in history. And the people back in Jesus' day also had worries as well. In Matthew's Gospel, that Jackie just read for us, which is part of the famous Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus teaches his disciples. And here he addresses their worries. 
In the first verse of this passage, he says to them, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Jesus names the things that they're worried about, like having enough of some of life's basic things, food, drink, and clothes. They're everyday things that we all need. And Jesus knew they were worrying about provision for these. Jesus recognises and acknowledges what it is they're worrying about. He knew their needs. He wasn't oblivious to them. And Jesus also recognises the futility of worrying, that worry in itself doesn't change anything. He asks them, can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And the answer to that question, as we all know, is no. We can't add even one extra hour to our lives through worry. So here Jesus reassures them, pointing them to wonderful provision of Almighty God in creation. He points to the birds in the air and says, They do not sow or store away in barns, yet God, your heavenly Father, feeds them. And then he points to the flowers of the field and says, Look, they don't labour or spin, yet not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of those. He's saying, look at the amazing way God provides food for birds, clothes, as it were, for flowers, the fields, and their resplendent beauty. His provision is truly amazing. But here, he reminds his disciples how much more valuable they are to God than birds or flowers. God's love is so, so vast. He reminds them that, yes, The Heavenly Father feeds the birds, but, he goes on to say, are you not much more valuable than they? Are you not much more valuable than they? It's interesting that one of the names for God in the Old Testament is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord, our provider. Psalm 136 reminds us, too, of God's provision for all creatures on earth. When it says in verse 25, he gives food to every creature. We read of many times in the Bible where God provides food for his people. Think of how he provided manna in the desert for the Israelites day after day. How he led them into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Or think of how the prophet Elijah was daily brought um, bread and meat by ravens at the brook. And many other examples. God is a great provider. And Jesus here interestingly points them to a different focus from their worrying. He says, don't worry, saying what should we eat or drink or wear for the pagans run after these things. But instead, as it were, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness And all these things will then be given to you as well. So he's saying to them, be about God's business. Focus on building the kingdom of God. Focus on walking in obedience to God. And as you focus on seeking his kingdom, you will see how God provides for you, how God gives you these things as well. Jesus recognizes what they were worrying about reminds them of how God's provision is vast in nature, reminds them how much God loves them, how valuable they are in his sight. 
and reminds them of God's ability to provide for them as well. And he said, instead of worrying, focus your attention on seeking the kingdom of God. A Christian friend of mine works in Zimbabwe in an orphanage, about 50 orphans, many of whom are AIDS orphans. And I know you'll have been seeing in news um, the political situation in Zimbabwe, where there's been a lot of instability over the past 10 or 15 years. Soaring inflation, poverty are amongst the challenges that people there face. And sometimes they've been concerned in that kind of environment of having enough food to feed all these orphans. But it's a Christian orphanage, and they have a strong emphasis on praying to God to provide for them. And they often together pray for God's provision. And Fiona's often telling me of different examples of how they've seen quite amazing ways that God has has done things. One example um, she told us about was um, when a truck that was passing the orphanage, which is out in the sticks, broke down right outside the orphanage. And the truck driver eventually got out and sort of came down and explaining what had happened, uh, how he'd broken down. And knowing that it was going to take quite a while for the truck to be fixed, he said that his truck was full of big urns of milk. And it would all go off if it wasn't used. So he said, would you like it all for the children here? And they said, yes, please. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, he provides. Sometimes the worries that we have today, either for our world or ourselves, can feel very overwhelming. And being overwhelmed can leave us feeling paralysed and powerless. We're not sure how to pray. How do we pray for other people who are feeling overwhelmed or ourselves? The other Bible passage that Jackie read was from Ephesians chapter 3. And there's a reminder to us of how we can have confidence in God's power. The Apostle Paul, you'll remember through his conversion, had really known something of the power of God in his life. He knew what God had done in sending Jesus Christ and having that truth to reveal to him in such a dramatic way through his conversion on the road to Damascus. This is why Paul here drops to his knees to pray for the church. Within the scriptures, God discloses to us his will, and it's as we pray that we ask him to do it. Paul prays for the Christians as God's family, like they're his very own family, praying in accordance with God's will, that God will make them more like Jesus Christ to be able to live and serve God more and more in their lives. And he prays for them with boldness. And we too should be bold in our prayers, just like Paul was. And Paul prays the worldwide church for all Christians on earth, rich and poor, young and old, male and female. Why? Because it is through this family that God's great purposes making known his manifold wisdom is fulfilled. So let us too remember to pray for Christians all around the world and ask God to strengthen his worldwide church. I just want to focus down on one particular point of his prayers from this passage. Paul prays that Christians may be strengthened through the Holy Spirit. In verses 16 and 17, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power 
through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Before this passage, Paul was mentioning suffering, and he probably has this in mind as he begins with a prayer for strengthening through the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't choose to suffer, do we? We don't like suffering, but we certainly need God's help when we are suffering. When I was last here with you, I remember sharing with you something of my own experience of God helping me through Uh, my illness when I had COVID pneumonia in 2021. I certainly needed God's help through that period of suffering. And I'm sure many of you have experienced times of suffering and struggle. And isn't it in those times that we really need to know God's strengthening and the prayers of others? One of our mission partners at St Paul's um, supports a Christian ministry in Iran. And I remember hearing a few years ago a true story of an Iranian man who'd been taken away from his young family and imprisoned for many months simply because he was a Christian. And a Christian friend of his was actually on the phone to him as the police arrived at the house, arrested him, and took him off to prison. A very frightening and stressful experience for him. Now, many months later, after he was released from prison... He spoke of how God had helped him and strengthened him, and he'd been aware of the Holy Spirit and of God being with him in the midst of that prison and how that had got him through that ordeal. And many Christians had prayed for him, prayed that God would uphold and strengthen him through that dreadful time. But, you know, even when we're not suffering, we need God's strength each day. For instance, we need his strength to avoid falling into temptation. We need his strength to help us to share the good news about Jesus with other people. And some of us need God's help just at the beginning of each day, with the demands of each day to help and strengthen us through them. When Jesus prayed that God would send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to his disciples, he uses the word parakletos, which means the one called alongside to help. We need the Holy Spirit with us to help us in our lives, especially when we're facing suffering, difficult circumstances. So if you are struggling or suffering today, or someone dear to you is, pray that you or they may be strengthened through the Holy Spirit at this time. This is a powerful prayer. Pray this. And this is where we can turn to God and cry out to him in prayer. Perhaps you're facing trials and temptations at this time. Pray that God would strengthen you to resist those temptations, to endure those trials. I remember an old song that we used to sing in the Pentecostal church where I originally came to faith, which began with the line, When the road is rough and steep, Fix your eyes upon Jesus. He alone has power to keep. Fix your eyes upon him. So let's remember with the worries that we have that we bring them to God, our Father in heaven, who loves us so, so much. Let's remind ourselves that it is God, Jehovah Jireh, 
the one who provides to whom we come. And let's press on and go deeper with our, in our prayers for ourselves and others and our world, reminding ourselves how Paul prayed, kneeling before the Father in heaven, praying that God may strengthen his children with power through the Holy Spirit. And let's pray for this strengthening in the face of the worries and trials and temptations that we face in our lives. Amen.